stone by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And thanks for joining us for The Good News Show on this Monday afternoon, November 27th. And I uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving uh, long uh, weekend. Uh, it's so funny. I, I was so, gosh, just didn't want to get up this morning. And I heard Teresa talking about that after a holiday. It's tough. And uh, now I'm kind of like, okay, into the swing of things. So, you know, it's <laughs> it gets better. But, uh, boy, this morning I just wasn't having it. But I uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, this is the Good News Show. we got a lot going on in this hour. Uh, we got our share starting tomorrow. i got some tickets and some meet and greets uh, to give you a chance to win. It's a bummer. You know, when you live in a big city, big metroplex like this, there's sometimes, well, there's always a lot going on. And sometimes events coincide with each other. Like, you know, this Sunday, Raymond Arroyo is going to have his concert. And I told you, you know, I'm already planning on going that. And then I find out Emmett Cahill, uh, who used to be with Celtic Thunder, he's a he's an Irish tenor. He's going to be at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller Sunday this Sunday, December 3rd at 7 o'clock. Okay, so these two events are coinciding with each other. But uh, Scott Cook, who is the chief of staff over at St. Elizabeth, is going to join us here in about 10 minutes. And I also had a chance to interview Emmett Cahill uh, just a little while ago. And we have uh, his also rendition of O Holy Night. So this is all going to be in the first 30 minutes of the show today. And um, second half of the program, we are going to talk uh, to Dr. Jody Hunt of the Newhoff Institute of the University of Dallas, and they have an event tonight. <coughs> um, uh, it's uh, the Student Leaders for Racial Solidarity are hosting an event tonight. Uh, she's going to be part of it. Uh, Lacey De La Garza with Catholic Charities on the Catholic Responsibility to Preserve Human Dignity. It's going to be in Gorman A., Tonight, the 27th at 7 p.m. So Dr. Jody Hunt will join us in studio along with uh, a student from UD. Her name is Erulen Palma. All right. Sounds very close to Palmer. So we're going to have that in common. Uh, and they're going to talk about this event tonight. So that's what's going on. And Cecil Anderson is on the other side of the glass. Did you have a hard time getting up this morning and oh, getting to it? Yes, absolutely. And yesterday I actually, it was a relatively chill day. It was kind of putting the house back together post holidays. Cause oh, yeah. I, not only did we host like family Thanksgiving, I hosted a friends giving for my young adults on oh, Saturday. Really? So we had like 20 people in our house. So um, you basically did two Thanksgiving. We basically did two Thanksgivings. And so I, we able, we were able to get the house back in working order, which is not <laughs> normally how the Anderson's role. We're really pretty slow about that. Um, and I thought, gosh, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to be ready for the week. And this morning the alarm went off and I was like, why, why is this happening? 
<laughs> I don't want to do Why me? Why me? Why you? Like, and no. all the rest of humanity that has to wake up. It, was, it wasn't like, just you. Okay? No, no, no. It was a collective why with the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was riding the elevator with some guys this morning, and they were talking about it. They're like, man, the alarm went off this morning, and it was so hard. But <laughs> And I, it's not even that I slept in the last few days. I got up early the last few days, too. Um, but I yeah. guess it's when you're getting up early to you know get ready for a party or something, it's a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about Christmas, you know, which I love about our calendar, is Christmas rolls right into New Year's. Yes. And so you get that. You don't get that low after Christmas because you got something else right you're around like, the corner. like, let's go, let's go. And then right after New Year's, you got Epiphany, and it just kind of just keeps on going. So anyways, um, uh, the, I told you what's on the show today. And in addition to Thanksgiving, uh, we have a share beginning tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. And the theme is um, <laughs> joy to the world. I almost <laughs> forgot the theme. Uh, joy I'll, I'll, to the, the yeah, So joy to the world. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this thousand calls for Christmas. What, what, I wonder what, uh, what is the bet that's a thousand people from North Texas are going to call this week, Tuesday through Thursday. I mean, it's right around the corner. I've been sending emails out uh, to people who I know love Catholic radio saying, please help us. And uh, we talked about it on the interview of the week on Saturday as well. So, um, if you can call in any donation, any size, and also encourage your friends and your family members to do the same, uh, we want a thousand calls, not for the whole network, which would in and of itself be really good. We want a thousand calls from North Texas. Okay. It's a big, big goal, but you know what? We can do it. So uh, please get on board, uh, make the call yourself. This, you know, maybe you have an active pledge already, but maybe you can call in with a a five or $10 additional donation, perhaps uh, if you feel so inspired. So uh, anyway, anything else about the Sherathon that you want to share? Do we need any more volunteers or are we, are we set? I think we are pretty set on them. So yeah, we really just need help to promote it and tell people to call in. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We love the Christmas share I was just thinking this morning, Dave, when I was driving in, that we, our Christmas share you know, is technically before Advent has even begun. But I realized, oh, as long as it's not an Advent, we can be <laughs> Christmas all year round. <laughs> right? That's right. So, so, you're, so you're saying we're out of Advent. We're out of Advent. So like you can, you know, right. go full, uh, you know, hardcore on all the Christmas. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. That's a good point. So we, we finished right before Advent. So we're not stepping on Advent because nope. because it isn't Advent yet. What you're saying is we could have done this for the summer share. Right. right. right? Just Christmas in Christmas, July. Christmas music. Let's go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's, that's, that's good reasoning. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we're not, we're not like... We're not stepping uh, into the up. Advent season like how commonly most of the culture forgets yeah. Advent even exists. And you know, you're like, but you all are having a Christmas share before Christmas time. And I'm like, no, we're not having it in uh, Advent. Well, I'll tell you something <laughs> funny. I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good point. Uh, I got my excuses lined up now. Perfect. Uh, I, I, Friday morning, I went to Home Depot with Patrick, my son. And it's so funny because it's the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, maybe it was Lowe's. Yeah, it was Lowe's. And uh, we walked in and literally Santa Claus there. I mean, like greeting us. And they had the whole like, uh, oh the, my like goodness. The, the, the North Pole. And the, I mean, it was like overnight. Instant- oh, no. Instantaneously. I'm pretty sure from- on Thanksgiving, they're getting that all oh, set yeah. up. I mean, when Thanksgiving at midnight, they got the people in there. At least you ran into St. Nicholas. I ran into the elf on the shelf. Someone dressed up as elf on the shelf. <laughs> and that was highly disturbing. <laughs> I, I don't know why they were, but it was yeah. really scary. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so it's, uh, yeah, it's not even Advent season yet, and we're far away from Christmas season. But uh, also, I just want to uh, talk about St. John Paul II University Parish in Denton, because uh, I guess to my own shame, you know, I've, I've, I've been doing, I've been, you know, general manager, executive director of the station for 17 years now. 
And John Paul II Parish has only been around about seven years, and I've never been there up until yesterday for the 530 Mass. And I just want to say thank you to Father Joe's and the the, the, the staff there. And so, so you and I really haven't even talked about our experiences. We haven't really. But, but how, how, well, how'd it go for you? Oh, it was a lovely experience. I got to go to the 830 AM Mass. I have been to JP2 several times because it's actually re- pretty close to my house. It's just off of 35, and I'm, I'm off of 35, just a little further south. And um, I've gone there for confession several times. I got to see them add in the stained glass windows that they have. Um, but I had not attended Mass in a very long time. So it was really beautiful to be with that with them they have a beautiful choir um and a very reverent mass and um the people there were just lovely and welcoming and father joe's that was my first time meeting him he was also really really lovely he was telling me he had put a bumper sticker on his car already oh, yeah. and yeah. um he was so happy when he saw people around the table he goes oh you have more people taking you up on catholic radio i'm so glad he was just so lovely and joyful um and that's really nice to have you know when you're driving out there earlier in the morning and you know Sometimes I'm giving my talk and I'm hoping everyone's going to receive it very well um, and that the Holy Spirit will inspire the right words and to have a priest that supportive is lovely. Yeah. And being Thanksgiving weekend, at least for the Mass that I was at last night, there were not as many college students as I thought there would be more, you know, like adults and couples and families and that kind of thing. But somebody said, you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Most of the people are just now coming back to campus and all that. So I think it was a unusual, you know, weekend of masses uh, in that regard. And I did meet a gentleman, Dave, um, who told me that a Catholic radio is a big portion of why he became Catholic. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I did say the following words that you would have said, Dave. Do you want to do an interview? <laughs> of course. That? Of course. Can't let that opportunity yeah, pass yeah, by. Of course, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, very good. Um, so thanks again to Father Jose and the staff out there. We have one of our very, very faithful volunteers named Trey Alley, and he has a very key position at that parish. So if you haven't been out there, it's you couldn't get any closer to the campus of nope. UNT, although it's officially not on campus. It used to be. But if you cross the street, you're on campus, so it's right there. And, of course, uh, you can't talk about that parish without also recognizing Father Kyle Walterscheid, the longtime pastor there, who I guess just left uh, to go to Wichita Falls a, like a few, a few, June, a few months think, ago. Yeah. yeah, And so thanks to all his great effort as well. All right, so that's that. Uh, we are going to get Scott Cook on the line. He is the uh, chief of staff over at uh, St. Elizabeth Ancine. I want to be the chief of staff of something. Isn't that a, that's the, like the best title in the world? Um, but I, I do want to give away... Um, a couple of meet and greet uh, tickets to it's a meet and greet and the concert uh, this Sunday. Uh, it's called Christmas in Ireland with Emmett Cahill. And we'll be playing an interview that I did with him here in a few minutes, but it's at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller and Sissel is tied up with the regular phone line. So I'm going to give my cell phone. And if you text me right now and you're one of the first two, I will give you two tickets to the concert and the meet and greet this Sunday, December 3rd at 7. Well, the meet and greet is at 545, and the concert is at 7 at St. Elizabeth in Calder. Okay, so here's my here's my phone number, uh, 972-757-2990. Okay, so if you want uh, the meet and greet and the tickets to the concert uh, with Emmett Cahill, it's not the number I typically give out. Okay, and I'll let you know when I get my two. Uh, 972-757-2990. Okay, this is a beautiful Christmas uh, concert this Sunday, 7 p.m. It'll be for you and a guest. 
uh, being able to, uh, to, to take this in. Um, and I also, at the end of this con- this conversation, we'll have um, the opportunity to give away some regular tickets. But the, these are this is meet and greet and tickets, okay? Thanks to Scott Cook and the good folks over there at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. All right, uh, here's the phone number one more time, 972-757-2990. Zero. If you'd like to go to the meet and greet and the concert this Sunday, December 3rd with Emmett Cahill, uh, it's called Christmas in Ireland, but it's not in Ireland. It's in Keller. Okay. It's like the next best thing to Ireland, right? Keller, Texas. Uh, all right. So, um, be one of the first two callers or, or texters <laughs> and, uh, I'll give you, I'll line you up with Scott Cook to get those tickets. So, all right. I think we got Scott Cook on the line. He is the chief of staff over at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. Uh, Scotty, uh, are you there? You got me, Dave. All right. Uh, well, happy, uh, you know, Monday after Thanksgiving to you. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, chief of staff at St. Elizabeth, I was able to, to do an interview with Emmett, uh, about 30 minutes ago. So we'll play that here in just a moment. But how, um, how did this come about, uh, that you guys connected with Emmett for this Christmas in Ireland concert this Sunday? Well, we have a parishioner who uh, who I just met actually at our planning meeting for the event who is very close friends with Emmett, and she knows our choir director, and I was actually on my way to a meeting at the diocese for our new construction projects, and she was telling me about it. I, I'm To be honest, I'm not up on my Irish tenors, but, <laughs> ba- ba- but after I've uh, looked at his website and have checked some things out, this... this he is world class, yeah. and um, you know he and I were, and our choir director Oneida Swithenbank said, and I said, I said I'm open to it, but there there's certain things that you have to do with the diocese for good reason in terms of uh, advertising and the different things and content, and he has to be blessed by, you know, uh, the, the diocese for in terms of what he might say like say he was a speaker but he's a singer so they wanted to know his list of songs so he he and i were working back and forth and finally i just i told him i said uh, emmett um uh, it's the lord's will if it's meant to happen it's happening he he strikes me as a very very humble uh man a very gifted singer and just very catholic and uh he just said amen if the lord wants it wants us to do it we'll do it and uh we kind of fast tracked it a little bit, and um, and here we are. Yeah, we're we're, we're a week a week away. Yeah, and um, it, it's uh, you'll hear when I played the interview. He's a humble guy. I asked him to kind of talk about his accomplishments, and he said uh, he talked about Irish humility. That he he said, "I'll go ahead and break my Irish humility here for a moment and say some things about myself." But uh, yeah, that that, that um, so this is um, that's a meet and greet and a concert. And it's going to be this Sunday. Is it going to be in the main church? It is. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, before we play Emmett's interview, is there anything else that you want to talk about going on over there at the parish? I know you've got this like big fundraising effort and you're creating like an adoration chapel and some, some big things. Do you want to tell our listeners, kind of give them an update on that? Absolutely. So, uh, so we have had, through the generosity of our parishioners and donators and benefactors, we've raised enough money to start construction on phase one of the project. And phase one is the Adoration Chapel and Covered Walkway on the north side of the church. So um, 
the first week of January, we'll be starting to move concrete and dig up concrete and begin construction of the Adoration Chapel and Covered Walkway on the north side of the parish with hopefully um, a six to eight month time frame on build out and ready ready for worshiping. Mm. Um, it may not have every uh, every stained window in and everything all in its place, but um, we could be open for business probably by school year. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's uh, there's you know several parishes that I have said a number of times on the air that you just kind of got to go inside and just look at them. And, uh, you know, like St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas comes to mind, St. Peter's in Lindsay, uh, the cathedral in downtown Fort Worth, I think would, would fit that bill where you, it's just, you know, there's so much in there and it's so beautiful, but I, I would put St. Elizabeth Keller on that list as well of just, you got to go in there and you got to spend uh, probably a couple hours because it's going to take that long to just kind of take everything in. So you already have a beautiful church and the, you also have the stations of the cross out outside outdoors. the campus, right? Yeah, outdoors. Uh, so this is just going to, make it what's cool even cooler i guess to use colloquial language <laughs> yes yes yeah that's awesome and, and to be able to worship the lord 24 7 is, amen yeah is amazing all right well scott let me um let me play the interview i did with emmett cahill and hopefully Cecil will set it up so that scott can hear it because he hasn't heard it yet either but and at the end of the interview with emmett which is about nine minutes long we're going to go straight into his rendition of all holy night so this will give you a good idea of who emmett is a little bit about his background, and then you'll hear a little bit of his uh, singing, and then we'll come back to Scott. So here, here's my interview with Emmett Cahill. All right, on the phone with me is Emmett Cahill, and he is coming to town, uh, as Scott and I have been talking about here on the Good News Show. Uh, the concert is going to be this Sunday, December 3rd, 7 p.m. There will be a meet and greet ahead of time, and I do have some tickets that we are able to give away on the show. So uh, Emmett joins me. I believe he's in California. The, the tour just started. Emmett, thanks for taking some time. Uh, good to talk with you. Dave, great to talk to you. Yes, we're, we're in California. We just started the Christmas tour, but we're heading east. We're heading uh, down to Texas very soon, and I'm really excited about it. You know, Scott sent me a bio for you, and it was really long, and there's a, a lot <laughs> going on, and I, you know, selling uh, out Carnegie Hall and the, the, the best tenor, Irish tenor and, and all that, Celtic Thunder. So if, if you could tell us, you know, I know you probably don't want to brag on yourself, but for the sake of uh, folks knowing, you know, what they can expect, this coming Sunday. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your musical background. Yeah, I suppose uh, the old uh, Irish humility normally gets the better of me, but I'll put it aside <laughs> just for the next few moments. Um, yeah, I, I, I first came to the States uh, 12 years ago as a lead singer with Celtic Thunder. Um, we've toured all over the world. I, I've sung in uh, every state apart from Hawaii. Um, and I've, yeah, toured the world with the guys, um, you know, from the States to Canada to Australia, um, sung in places like the Pentagon, you know, Carnegie Hall, um, you know, the kind of all the, the great theaters, you know, the Fox theaters across, across the United States. Um, you know, I've, I've been very lucky in that, uh, um, I, I signed a recording deal with Sony a few years ago for my debut album and, some with orchestras and yeah i mean as you mentioned the list kind of goes on i suppose over the years as you keep touring you add to that list and sometimes uh sometimes you you uh you you forget there's my alarm going off dave one second <laughs> that, that, that's the alarm telling me to get out of bed to talk to dave palmer <laughs> well i think um, i think you've already got that covered you're out of bed so <laughs> no problem at all um, but yeah 
it, it's it's been an incredible journey, and and the thing that I've loved, you know, the most has been getting to know communities right across the states. You know, not just Irish communities, of course. It's such, you know, wh- wherever we go, we we sing these Irish songs, and you know, people really connect to them. And you know, there's obviously millions of people here in America who have Irish ancestry and connect to that alone. But beyond that, you know, from my performances in in, in churches and with faith communities, it's been a huge part of my life. Uh, my dad was a music minister and, and I grew up singing sacred music and, and just recently, you know, I, I sang at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York um, for the Cardinal and the Dignitaries and uh, last summer I sang with the, the world-famous uh, Mormon Tabernacle Choir um, in Salt Lake City, which was, you know, an incredible experience as well. So, you know, across the board I've been very fortunate, but the thing that I've always been able to do is to share my voice um, to share these stories and 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 you know I, I think music, particularly around Christmas time, gives great um, peace, great solace and joy to people. I think for me that's what Christmas is all about. It's about the beautiful hymns and carols, and they not only tell the story of Christmas, but you know they make Christmas for so many people, whether you know they're going through tough times or whether they're you know they have their loved ones around them, from the kids right up to the grandparents. So you know sharing you know music with people has been you know just a, a as much a vocation as a, as a career be honest and you know you you see the joy it brings to people you know right there and then in the moment so that's always hugely satisfying and um you know and, and people come out to see me year after year which is wonderful so so I'm, as i said i'm so excited to be coming back to texas now in a few days yeah we're excited as well emmettcahill.com is where you can get tickets again it's going to be at st elizabeth and seton parish in keller and this is a big parish by the way emmett this is uh, one of the largest uh, parishes in the fort worth diocese in the whole area so uh be be expecting uh, something big and uh can you tell me uh what are the song selections will they be the traditional ones that uh that people know of and how how what is christmas in ireland how is it different than maybe another concert that somebody may go to. Yeah, I, I suppose it's going to be, you know, lots of the, the hymns and carols people would love from A Holy Night to A Come Emmanuel to even songs like I'll Be Home for Christmas. And um, I, I, I always love to, to get the audience to sing along, Dave. So for <laughs> anyone listening in, have the voices warmed up. You know, I, Irish concerts, that's what sets us apart. We, we force the audience to sing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, but 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 aside from from the from the Christmas music, of course, I'll be I'll be singing some of the Irish classics like Danny Boy and and, and Turalura, and you know there's a there's a couple of beautiful Irish Christmas carols. One called the Wexford Carol, which you know is kind of very ethereal sounding and and sounds very Irish. As soon as I sing the first phrase, people kind of um, I suppose hook on to it. So I definitely bring a huge part of my Irishness. Uh, to the concert as well, um, but then of course you have the classics, you like you know, a holy night, these big anthems that people absolutely love, and yeah. um, you know, so it's going to be that's really what 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 the Celtic Christmas concert is. Uh, it's it, it's a it's a coming together of those things, and um, you know, I, I tell stories about growing up in Ireland on a on a on a sheep farm and and <laughs> what Christmas was like for us and you know my dad was a was a farmer so it was um it was always a, it was a real sort of country um i suppose uh, you know i suppose innocent uh, uh, 
childhood in Ireland, and, and that's what made it for me. There was there was the farm, and then there was church, and and they were the the, the, the two big things. And and um, yeah, particularly as I said, around Christmas time, it was so special to go to choir and sing with my siblings and my mom and my dad, and you know that was just really it, it was it was fa- the fabric of daily life. Yeah. Now, are you bringing any kind of background musicians with you? Who will be who will be, you know back you up at the concert on Sunday? I'm bringing my 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 accompanist Seamus. Uh, he flew out from Ireland uh, two days ago. Um, flew over here to to, to San Francisco, and uh, so he he's coming out. So he's um he's a, a kind of a uh, I suppose a, I call him a bit of an Irish Liberace. He he <laughs> um he he has his own unique style of playing as well, and he accompanies me. And as I said, you know, can play any 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 and all styles. So we we go from the Irish to the to the sacred. Um, right throughout the concert. So yeah, he's his own. People often say he's he's um, as much a star of the show as I am. He's kind of fascinating to watch. Doesn't use any music. It's all up in his head. So um, and there's a great sort of synergy between the two of us. We've been touring for years. He was there with me, you know, at Carnegie Hall and 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 a lot of the big, you know, at St Patrick's Cathedral and the big places I've sung over the, over the years. So it's great to have him and and he adds adds a whole other sort of dynamic element to the show uh, from the piano. Yeah, very nice. Um, Emmett, before we started recording, I mentioned to you the, the clip that we're about to play of Oh Holy Night. I said it was my favorite, and you said, oh, me too. Uh, we're going to play this in just a second. Tell us uh, why this is your favorite and what's special about this particular song. I, I think the sign of a great song is when it lasts the test of time and it, it spans generations, you know, and, and, and a song like... A Holy Night or Cantique Noel, you know, in, in French and the various different languages that it's been sung in. I mean, I think it's the, it's the one Christmas carol that, that kind of has sort of spanned generations, uh, countries, borders, languages. It's just one of those, as soon as you hear A Holy Night, you know, you, you've, I think you feel the real, uh, sacred and spiritual element of what Christmas is, uh, above anything else. There are certain songs that remind you of, you know, sitting by the Christmas tree with your family or opening presents or, you know, there's that. But then I think a holy night is, for me, when I hear it, I can, I'm immediately brought back to my church at home in Ireland, you know, sitting there singing it with the choir. It's just one of those uh, songs that I, I suppose represents the magic of music. You know, music has this ability to take us to another place. You know, you close your eyes, you listen to a song and suddenly you're you're with someone maybe who you've lost or, or you're taken back in time or to a special moment in your life. And, and a holy night, just every time, you know, uh, I sing it in the concert, it just immediately connects me to home, connects me to the people that I love and and, and reminds me what Christmas is all about. It's about our Lord. It's about the story, uh, that amazing story of Jesus, you know, coming into the world. And, and a holy night just kind of, I think there's a beautiful stillness to it and it makes us all sit and be present. And, and you know, I encourage people to close their eyes and, and just be present and enjoy. It's such a beautiful, lyrically and, and musically, it's such a beautiful song. So all that kind of put together, you know, it's it's what makes Christmas for me and it's it'll be a joy to, to, to sing it uh, in Keller uh, next Sunday. Yeah, well, I can't add anything to that about the song. So Emmett, I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that and uh, thank you very much. Safe travels. I know you got several stops before you get to Keller, but again, uh, Emmett Cahill, you can go to his website, learn more about him, his music. You can also get the tickets there, EmmettCahill.com. E-M-M-E-T-C-A-H-I-L-L.com. Emmett, thanks for your time. God bless you, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. 
Thanks, Dave. Happy holidays. See you soon. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go straight into uh, Emmett Cahill's uh, version of O Holy Night, which he just described so beautifully. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let all There you have it. Uh, boy, absolutely beautiful voice. Emmett Cahill, formerly of Celtic Thung- Thunder, coming to concert uh, this Sunday, December 3rd, 7 p.m. Concert, a uh, 545 meet and greet. It's going to be at St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller on Willis Lane. And uh, we have Scott Cook, uh, Chief of Staff there at uh, the parish, joining us. So, Scott, uh, just a few minutes remaining before we got to let you go. But uh, you have blessed us with some tickets, not only meet and greets and concert, but some regular concert tickets for, for this Sunday as well. So thank you for that very much. Appreciate you allowing us to bless our listeners with those. Well, it's our it's our pleasure, Dave. You know, uh, the more I dealt with Emmett, the more I dug into his website, just uh to have someone here at the Dallas Fort Worth, I just want as many people that can come experience it. And and in dealing with him, leading up to it, he's he's so nice and humble and uh, just uh, just a pleasure to deal with. And uh, you, you just don't get that, I don't think, with as many people that have his acclaim and his uh, a talent. You know, they they get full of themselves and that's the Irish humility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for sure. He's just, yeah, I was filling out a form with him and I said, Hey, can you hang on the line for me for a minute? Let's fill this form out together. And cause I needed addresses and things from him that were back in Ireland for his home parish. He said, yeah, man, no problem. I yeah. got it. We good. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he hung with me for about eight, 10 minutes on the phone. And he was in, he was in New York city. So I could hear cars honk and he's like, Hey, sorry about that. I said, no, you're, you're good, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So, yeah, now, he's just a delightful, delightful person. I, I just I couldn't say enough nice things about him in the short period I've gotten to know him. Yeah, and he, he pointed out, you know, I I think it, maybe you did or he one of y'all did that so many people have Irish heritage. You know, I'm married, of course, to an Irish woman. I got married in Ireland, yes. but so many people here have a a you know a connection to Ireland, and I know a lot of that that goes for a lot of people at the parish as well. So let me give out uh, the phone number here, and if you're listening now, I'm talking to Scott Cook. We only have about another minute with Scott, but I'll give you the phone number here. Uh, Cecil will answer, and if you would like to go to the concert, these. 
These tickets are $40 for general admission, 60 for the meet and greet and the concert. Uh, and we have both uh, to give away. So if you, and of course, you, this is uh, complimentary tickets, thanks to Scott and uh, Father Flynn and the folks there at the, uh, the parish. Um, phone number is 877-757-9424, 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. If you want to uh, go this Sunday, uh, December third, seven p.m. to see uh, Emmett Cahill. So Sissel uh, immediately jumped on the line, and so she's so so be patient if you're calling now and the phone's still ringing because she. Cecil hasn't been able to figure out that bi-location thing yet. She's working on it, but she can't do that yet. So, Scott, um, any last thoughts? Any? I don't know if you were able to hear the interview with uh, that I did with him. Anything that uh, struck you from that conversation or anything uh, before we let you go? Uh, Scott. Oh, okay. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay. We might've lost Scott. Okay. <laughs> oh, Scott, you there? I'm here. Oh, Dave. okay. Yeah. Just, uh, we're going to let you go, but, uh, we've got the folks calling in for the ticket. So thank you for allowing us to, to bless our listeners with those again. Um, eight, seven, 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 five, seven, nine, four, two, four. And, um, anything else about the concert or, um, anything else before we let you go, Scott? No, look forward to seeing you there. And, uh, you, you let me know if you need any more resources. We'll, uh, we'll bless the people of Dallas-Fort Worth. All right. Very good. Scott Cook, Chief of Staff, St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. Uh, thanks for your time, Scott. Good to talk with you. God bless, Dave. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Uh, that is a cool parish. It's really nice. All right. So Cecil is busy on the phone. Uh, again, uh, he gave us a certain number, but he said, eh, if you get more, I can probably accommodate those as well. So at this point, we still have tickets. Okay. If you want to go this uh, this Sunday, St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Calder, it's Emmett Cahill and his backup. Isn't it great that his backup guy's name is Seamus? Just, and that just makes sense. Uh, Seven o'clock concert, 545 meet and greet. And uh, just call right now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll take a short one since we're a little bit behind. When we come back, uh, the student leaders for racial solidarity at University of Dallas, um, the president of the group, who's uh, Erlon uh, Palma, is here in studio with me, along with uh, Dr. Jody Hunt of the Newhoff Institute. They have an event tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock in Gorman A over at UD, the Catholic responsibility to preserve human dignity. And so all are welcome. I, I trust it's a free event. Uh, so we'll talk about that and about this group and uh, University of Dallas, the Newhoff Institute, all kinds of good stuff. When we come back, we'll take a quick break. All recently married couples are invited to celebrate with a special newlywed mass and reception with Bishop Edward Burns of the Diocese of Dallas beginning at 5 p.m. on Saturday, December 2nd at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe on Ross Avenue in Dallas. A reception will follow in the Grand Salon of the Cathedral. For more information about this event and others sponsored by the Diocese of Dallas, visit cathdal.org. That's C-A-T-H-D-A-L dot org. In a post-pandemic world, it is sometimes hard to know what to do or where to go, especially when it comes to your dental health. I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline, a parishioner at Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville and a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I understand the challenges today regarding your dental health. If you're in need of help or advice about your situation, you can find us at midcitiesdental.com. We have offices in Hearst and in Bedford. 
All right, we are back. This is the Good News Show, and it is precisely 1234, and so we've got about 20 minutes uh, remaining in the program, and Cecil is talking on the phone, and like I said, Scott Cook is giving me um, some tickets for the Christmas in Ireland concert with Emma Cahill this weekend. I think we only got two of the meet and greets, but I do have some tickets if you'd like to go. 877-757-9424. Just be patient, because Cecil can only talk to one person at a time, but if the phone's ringing, then uh, you're probably good to go. 877-757-9424. This is the fourth Monday of the month, and uh, we have uh, traditionally done the University of Dallas segment. I remember when uh, Dr. Jonathan Sanford used to come in as the philosophy professor, and then he became um, the provost. Is that right? And then he became president. Right. right. <laughs> yes. And uh, so he's clearly very busy, and we appreciate our relationship with the University of Dallas. But uh, of, of late, Dr. Jody Hunt has been coming in, and she is the director of the Newhoff Institute. And so when we communicated about this segment, she said she really wanted to talk about an event that's going on tonight. So it's very timely. And it's sponsored by the Student Leaders for Racial Solidarity, uh, and it's called the Catholic Responsibility to Preserve Human Dignity. It's going to be tonight, 7 p.m. Gorman, A, and all are welcome to attend. And so, Dr. Jody Hunt, thanks for coming in. Nice to sure. see you. Sure. Thank you. Good seeing you again. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. It was yeah. very nice. Very, yeah. very nice. But was it hard getting up and going to work this morning? It was, absolutely. <laughs> but I yeah. am looking forward to doing this event. So that was a motivating factor, I will say, to be able to get together with the undergraduates and other students around UD tonight. So that was good. Yeah. So I had never heard of this group or this event. And so... So tell us uh, maybe the connection between the Newhoff Institute and it, and then we're going to bring Erilon in. (laughs) I have to look at my sheet to make sure I'm pronouncing her name right. And she's a junior and also the president of the uh, Student Leaders for Racial Solidarity. So we'll bring her into the conversation as well. So what's the connection? Sure. So um, actually, I believe this group's only... quite new at UD, been around just a couple of years um, and doing different things. Um, And so the group approached uh, Newhoff Institute. Um, In the past, uh, when we were school of ministry, Dean Wabom had actually uh, supported the group and its founding. Um, So we already had a a strong connection to the group and and getting it out and getting support um, from our faculty and staff um, to really think about we think about racial solidarity. So our, our students of color, um, and when we say students of color, African American, we have Latino, um, Asian, like all different students, all different cult colors, um, cultures, ethnicities, um, to provide them an opportunity to come together to think about issues related to their experience um, as people of color, as faithful people, um, and their cultural issues um, within and outside the church and things they encounter and experience. Um, so the group approached me earlier in the semester about thinking about um, they'd like to do an event on human dignity, um, and I'm, uh, which is one of my research interests. So I absolutely jumped at the opportunity. Um, and I also encourage them to, which we are bringing in Lacey De La Garza, who works for Catholic Charities um, and is moving over to, I think, work full time at the Dallas, Dallas Diocese. Um, and she's done a lot of the work with the Senate, overseeing the Senate. Um, and so she's coming on board also to, to t- talk a little bit of, from her experience in working with Catholic Charities. Um, as far as the issue, um, and I believe we even had the conversation before uh, what we saw in Israel, but I think um, Israel is a really great example about um, the need to have really, really, really intense discussions on human dignity and about loving our neighbor despite our political, ethnic um, beliefs and differences, um, and how do we get back to understanding each other um, uh, day, um, in the likeness and image of God. So how do we understand and, and look beyond our differences? Um, and, and as the group is really concerned with 
you know, we, we talk a great deal about abortion, we talk a great deal about the death penalty, but what about caring for the individual in that time in between um, and how we can foster a community to support each other from from birth to natural death. Yeah, and nobody does it better than the Catholic Church. I remember Absolutely. last Wednesday I was doing a live interview over at Catholic Charities in Fort Worth, and a gentleman who did the immigration services there, uh, was he was not Catholic. He was a Baptist uh, preacher, actually, a Baptist pastor uh, working for Catholic Charities, and but he was so in tune with mm-hmm. Catholic social teaching, and I was like, oh, uh, but he was he just loved what the church teaches about social teaching. Uh, Absolutely. So, all right, well, uh, Dr. Jody Hunt, thank you so so much. And let me bring in uh, Erilyn Palma into the conversation. She is the president of the Student Leaders for Racial Solidarity at the University of Dallas. She's a junior. And uh, I think I heard you saying to Dr. Hunter, you're studying nursing or biology right now. Yes. So so welcome. Nice, nice to talk with you. Thank you for having me. So tell us uh, about the group. Uh, Dr. Hunt said it's relatively new. Um, you obviously have risen to the rank of president, and so you know quite a bit about it. What, what's the purpose? And um, tell us a little bit more about uh, what's going on there at UD with this group. Sure. So like Dr. Hunt said, we were formed very recently. It was around three years ago after um, the murder of George Floyd. Um, just given the civil unrest that was present both in the country and specifically on our UD campus, our original founders, which I wasn't there at the time, I came the year after, Um, But our original founders sought to create a space for civil and constructive conversation where all could feel as though their ideas and just who they were as people were not being rejected by our university. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many people are involved in the group? Do you all meet weekly or monthly or what exactly do you all do on a regular basis? So we meet monthly. Um, I have a group of around 100 students. They're not all recurring, but Uh um, we do have quite the population on campus and it's ever growing. Um, We mostly meet to discuss matters that people would otherwise shy away from. We've brought in several speakers to talk about critical race theory, Catholic social teaching. Um, Last year, we brought in Gloria Purvis to speak about um, racism and human dignity in the Catholic Church in America, and we're continuing to have these conversations so that students know not to shy away from the matters that matter most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hall mentioned about uh, the different people that, you know, people of color, I think, is as she described mm-hmm. it. But if you have a Latino or somebody from Korea or somebody who's African-American like yourself, or you know, would you say there is a commonality of concerns or is every, every group kind of have it bring its own, uh, you know, I guess, concerns or ideas into the, the mix? Or is there uh, some kind of homo- homogeneity, would you say, within the c- concerns of everybody of color? I would say that there is a concern amongst every student of color. I think when you step onto the University of Dallas campus, you can already see the disparities amongst the student groups that are there. There's a lot of groupings, not just on students of color um, associating with their own ethnicities, but as well just when you share a common interest with someone, you Mm -hmm. tend to group with them. Difference scares us. But I think our organization brings to the challenge that this difference should be accepted and should be celebrated. And that's why we needed to form so that the students who do have concerns can see, well, we all have this commonality, even though there are differences amongst us. Yeah. And talk about the event tonight, uh, Catholic Responsibility to Preserve Human Dignity, 7 o'clock, Gorman A, University of Dallas campus. What's, uh, you know, what, what will, can people expect if they come to this event tonight? 
So we've had a lot of discussion about human dignity on campus, um, but I think the one thing that was lacking was how can we as Catholics best respond to that. Um, so whenever I approached Dr. Hunt about the idea, um, we wanted to form kind of a call to action on what we can do. And we had a specific guiding question for what is the right to life for the UD student? Um, as Dr. Hunt mentioned, most of the time as pro-lifers, we tend to focus on being anti-abortion, being anti the death penalty, but how can we focus on best celebrating life right now? And so given that this is a college campus, we wanna focus on how to celebrate each individual student's life so that they know that Catholic with the lowercase c, universal, we are accepting mm -hmm. of all. And that's what Dr. Hunt will highlight and what Ms. Della Garza will bring to the table as well. Yeah, uh, Lacey is no stranger to Catholic Radio. She's sure. been heading up this uh, Dallas Synod. I understand she's now uh, maybe working uh, full-time for Catholic Charities again. But uh, So Lacey Della Garza will speak uh, tonight. Yes. And is there a title of her talk, or do you know a little preview of what you think she'll be talking about? Um, no, it's, we're going to have it. The title is, yeah. is the flyer itself, so it's just going to be an open conversation. So I'll say a few words, and Lacey will say a few words, um, and open uh, have opportunity um, uh, as Airline uh, has shared, is uh, the University of Dallas, we are really a strong campus of independent thinkers. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to have a conversation um, of, of practical. So if I envision my, my side of the talk would be um, to offer some really good, actionable things. So when students walk back uh, to their dorms or back to their lives and get plugged back into their day-to-day -day routines, they can think about the ways in which they can practice human dignity and the small ways and tasks um, like she said, like it goes beyond just your basic skin color, but there's such a tendency to sort of silo ourselves into mm -hmm. different groups. So how can we break down silos and work together and, and celebrate our differences of thought and mind and, um, and, and be really engaged in conversation, even around difficult topics that often pop up. Um, Lacey, as you know, has worked for Catholic Charities. She's worked around the diocese, um, for a few years now. And so I, I imagine that she also, uh, and I encourage him to bring her on because she has very practical experience with Catholic Charities mm -hmm. on what that action looks like and how to get, uh, allow opportunity for our students to get involved and that type of work. And they don't have to wait. They don't have to wait to graduate to do this work. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunities to start today and practicing human dignity. Yeah, the Catholic uh, Catholic responsibility to preserve human dignity tonight, November 27th, Monday evening, 7 p.m., Gorman A., and all are welcome to attend. And uh, do you, have you heard some buzz on campus or some people planning on coming? And, of course, we're, we're broadcasting, of course, much further than via campus. So people from the public, if they're just interested in coming and this topic intrigues them, they're very welcome to come, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. very, very good. Yeah. Um, uh, the, my guest is Erlen Palma. She is uh, a junior at UD and president of the Student Leaders for Racial Solidarity. The event is tonight. And Dr. Lacey De La Garza and also Dr. Jody Hunt will be speaking uh, with the uh, from the Newhoff Institute as well. Let me just take a, a quick break because um, not a break, but a just an update here. I got a text from somebody I think who wants tickets. Uh, so, so you've given away a couple of the pairs, right? Uh, so uh, let me just remind you that we talked to Emmett Cahill uh, a little bit earlier, and he's coming to concert this Sunday to St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. And it's called Christmas in Ireland. Okay. So it's all the traditional, uh, Christmas songs and also a few Irish ones like Danny Boy he's going to throw in. And I have uh, a couple more pairs of tickets. So if you would like to go, uh, call right now. Again, it's seven o'clock this Sunday, December 3rd at St. Elizabeth in Keller. And, uh, you, all you have to do is call and talk to Cecil right now. 
9424-877-757-9424. And uh, uh, we'll set you up with a couple of tickets. And a couple of people can go do the meet and greets as well. Okay, so if you'd like to go, uh, 877-757-9424. Uh, so, Erilyn, how, how did you pick UD? And are you from this area? Where are you from? And I'm always curious. Maybe I, I got a master's degree from University of Dallas. I didn't get an undergraduate. But my sister had an undergraduate and I remember she was telling me, you know, her friends from California, New York, and I always thought of UD as just being this kind of regional school, but people are coming from all over the place uh, to go to UD. It's, it's a very, very well-known school. So where are you from, and, and how did you choose UD? So I was born in Belize, um, a little tiny country oh, in right? Central America, oh, wow. um, but I live and I grew up in Houston. Um, and I just got an email from UD to come and visit for an Odyssey Day. Um, and I was kind of just one-minded on where I wanted to go to university, and it was not UD. Um, but I went and I visited campus, and I loved the small atmosphere, the Catholic environment, and just the one-on-one interactions that I have with the greatest of professors. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely, definitely a great school. And you're studying nursing. Yes, sir. And uh, so do you have to go on uh, and do like a nursing degree after UD? Because yes, you've got sir. one more year at UD, right? Yes, I do. So I will be graduating a semester early. Um, I will get... Um, a BS in biology, and then after that, I will do a direct entry master's program for nursing. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, always need for nurses. I mean, uh, yeah, nurses, uh, great profession. There's uh, just such a high demand for it. Um, uh, so again, the the event is tonight, the Catholic Responsibility to Preserve Human Dignity, November 27, 7 p.m. Uh, in Gorman A of the University of Dallas. And what else is going on? I know this is kind of a weird time of the year, Dr. Hunt, because uh, yeah. we just got out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're all thinking ahead to Christmas and all that. But uh, do you want to talk more about uh, the Newhoff Institute and sure. what's planned maybe the, the rest of the semester and also in the spring as well? Sure. So we're wrapping up the semester um, in our courses right now. Um, we have um, we're wrapping up. We do deacon formation also for the Dallas Diocese. So we have our last class coming up next week um, and also wrapping up a little bit of our Catholic Biblical School, which is um, a, a little longer than our ten, uh, about 10 weeks. Um, they're wrapping up as well for their first session. Um, so moving into Advent, uh, things kind of slow down a little bit on the teaching side for us uh, mm-hmm. because ministers tend to get really engaged and doing things within the parishes or diocese to prepare people for Christmas into the Christmas season. Um, so right now, Newhoff is it's sort of in the planning stages of looking um, forward into the next semester. Um, but if you're interested, if anyone's interested um, in taking a course um, with our Biblical Institute, um, our Bibles, our Catholic Catholic Biblical um, School, uh, you can definitely reach out to Newhoff Institute. Um, you can start again uh, in January um, in our program. We also offer several courses um, uh uh, catechetical methods, um, courses in pastoral care, um, and different things um, at morality and, th- and things like that uh, will be offered throughout the semester. You can reach out to us. At, and this is adult faith formation. It's open to anyone. So sometimes people think, well, I'm not a minister per se in terms of I'm not a catechist. I'm not this or that. I'm like, no, if, you, if you're just interested in learning more about your Catholic faith, you're more than welcome to um, jump into any of our courses. We offer them across the diocese. We do have some online um, synchronous courses. We jump in on a Zoom um, with well-seasoned professors at University of Dallas. So uh, that's what we're doing, prepping, kind of winding down the semester, prepping for next. Um, looking ahead, we do hope to have in late in spring, um, which we'll probably give out the word when we get everything squared away. Late in spring, we hope to bring in a, a Catholic speaker to do a series with us to prepare for us for the Eucharistic revival happening mm. 
next August. Um, so we like to do something late in spring um, that speaks to the pastoral nature and the spiritual nature of preparing ourselves, um, encountering, engaging in the Holy Eucharist and what that looks like. So that's a big event that we're hoping to get off off the ground, probably around late May, early June. Um, to and really get prepared for that. The teachers for these catechetical uh, classes that you're sure. talking about, are these the r- regular professors at yes. UD? There's not like a whole different group. It's right? a variety. So we have adjunct professors who are actually, um, everyone has at least a master's degree in theology or related field. Um, and so some sometimes there are people who work in parishes and dioceses, deacons um, around the area who've taught for us for many you know different types of seasons, things like that. Uh, we do bring in rotate UT professors, though. Um, we take them on as a Additional work or service to the university, um, so it just kind of depends on who's teaching um, and and who does what. We do also in Spanish language. Uh, so uh, if you're not a native English speaker, you learn in the Spanish language. We do have classes for that as well. And the UD Ministry Conference is that is that yeah gone that's forever, yeah or? I wouldn't say it's gone forever. Okay. I, it is dormant right now because of, as COVID did a lot of stopping on the conferences. Um, the the idea is that um, you know the and keep your eye on the diet the Dallas Diocese, the, their, their faith formation team is working on doing things for catechists and, and small workshops and things like that, which I, I envision will begin to build out as they mm-hmm. include more um, people in different places. Um, as far as the conference, you know, I, I said when I first took on this role, that was the first question people asked me. Um, we get asked all the time <laughs> to bring it back because yeah. it was so loved. I, I thought it was a lot of yeah, it was a great really conference. Yeah, it was a really great conference. Um, it, it, maybe in the future, I think if we were to bring it back, it would be baby-stepped. Um, perhaps a smaller scale um, and then grow it back to where it was but to go from like nothing to to what it was when we left it would be near possible because we had a whole team of people who did it full time and things like that so and COVID-19 as it did for a lot of different conferences across the country it just sort of just stopped at different things so uh, but absolutely if you ever if you have people who are interested in getting something off the ground like that um, even if it's a small scale thing we're happy to partner with any apostolate or local parish or um, or anyone around who's interested in that type of work would be happy to help them kind of work together in a vision about doing more things like that around it's very interesting to see the relationship between the University of Dallas and the Diocese of Dallas because, like, of course, the Holy Trinity Seminary is right there, very yes. close. And uh, the, the, the seminarians are actually mostly taking classes at UD, yes, right? They do. So there's yes. a, a great a crossover. Yes. And then you're mentioning the, the diaconate formation for the yes. diocese is being happening by UD. So yes. really, it's, uh, it's a very, very close relationship between Absolutely. the university and the diocese, isn't yes. it? Yeah, we work very closely with Bishop Burns um, and Bishop Kelly um, and creating that unique uh, networking. And, and it's really a great opportunity. To, uh, one of the things I love about University of Dallas is that we do have seminarians on campus. I think it's wonderful to have them in class. Um, sitting alongside from the undergrad all the way up to graduate level as we do have some seminarians in our master's divinity program or with the redemptors matter the neo-catechumenates um, as they sit in classes with laity and i think that speaks very well to co-responsibility mm-hmm. um, and i think Caroline could speak to that it's like having you know men who are being formed um, for the priesthood to sit and talk through issues um, of that's you know close and dear to the laity heart it really helps inform their their future ministry and getting to know the flock that they're going to serve yeah. um, in various different capacities. And of course, we have a lot of religious on campus that adds to the unique dynamic, um, you know, with the Cistercians and Dominicans and everything in between. So it, it's a really
really unique, fun place to be. Yeah. Or Irving, where we are right now. Absolutely. It's got everything. Yes. You've got the Legionaries. You've got the Cistercians, the Dominicans. Uh, My modern day is in Irving. I mean, UD. The seminary. It's it's really cool. So, um, uh, Erilyn, do you want to comment on that? Uh, Just the the beauty of being able to see seminarians and priests. I remember when I was getting my master's degree, Father Rock and uh, Father Dennis, both who have now passed on, uh, were were my teachers, Cistercian uh, monks. And and so uh, is that kind of enhanced the whole experience of being at UD for you? It most definitely does. I think um, one gift that we have on campus is that we have daily mass every day and we're able to hear homilies from all of these different priests that are coming in. But to actually experience classes with them is another blessing in disguise. I think Mm -hmm. it's super important to be able to converse with our brothers who are going to come back and serve us. They already know who we are. We're giving them a firmer foundation to come back and lead. And I think that that's beautiful within itself. Yeah, just uh, another minute or so remaining uh, in the conversation. Again, Dr. Jody Hunt uh, is the director of the Newhoff Institute and also Erlan Palma is a junior at UD and she's president of the leaders for student leaders for racial solidarity. Do you want to, uh, Erlan, just uh, take a minute and make an invitation to everybody listening about what's going on tonight and maybe just for those who are just tuning in, explain what's happening tonight at seven o'clock, Gorman A, uh, which Gorman's the big building like on the north side of the campus, right? Uh, it's right uh, next to the church. Yeah, yes, right. Yes, okay. Yes. All right. So, uh, so for those who are just joining us, do you want to kind of give a recap of what's going on this evening? Sure. So this year, Leaders for Racial Solidarity, an organization that was formed a few years ago, um, is hosting an event called the Catholic Responsibility to Preserve Human Dignity. And we kind of formulated this event with a guiding question of what does the right to life for the UD student look like right now? Um, We're on a Catholic campus, and so often we forget life in between of of, um, just natural birth and natural death. Um, But I think this discussion is more so to gauge, well, how can we better live our lives as Catholics for our brothers and sisters in Christ? How can we best love the other as Mm -hmm. Christ instructed us to? And it goes on tonight, 7 o'clock, Gorman A, and all are welcome to attend. And uh, thank you very much for coming in. Very nice to meet you. And uh, best of uh, luck in your last uh, semester and a year of uh, UD before going off to nursing school. Uh, Dr. Jody Hunt, thanks for being here as well. Anything else you want to say before we let you go about the, the Newhoff Institute or anything else that uh, people should know about? You already talked about maybe some of the things happening in the spring. And, uh, of course, we're going sure. into the kind of the, 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 the sleepy time right now yeah, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A little bit of sleepy time, um, and that's the ebb and flow of ministry. Um, but yeah, if you if you're interested um, in adult faith formation or getting connected um, to Airline and and the Racial Solidarity Group or anything at University of Dallas, you're more than welcome to reach out to the Newhoff Institute. Um, and we're and that's one of the things I like to really express is that we are partners in ministry um, and support of what's happening in the diocese or any listeners outside of our diocese. We're happy to work with you um, and your organizations um, to just do this type of work and and get the word out. Um, about God and, and intellectual formation, the spiritual formation. Um, we really look at the formation of the whole person at New Hoff. So we'd be happy to partner with anyone who's interested. All right. Very good. Thanks so much. And uh, of course, the, the website for University of Dallas is udallas.edu. Yep. And you can probably get links to all the, the great things that are happening on the campus uh, through that uh, general website. That's going to do it for the program. Just a couple of recaps. Tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, uh, begins the Christmas Sure-a-thon. Joy to the World is the theme. And uh, 
without your support of Catholic Radio, we can't have conversations like this, and we can't have Catholic Radio. So we do appreciate your support. We're trying to get a thousand calls from North Texas. A thousand calls for Christmas is the uh, the push. And uh, also, don't forget uh, this Sunday. There's two concerts going on. One of them is Raymond Arroyo, uh, and he's going to be in Dallas. And I think you can go to RaymondArroyoChristmas.com. And what we also talked about was Emmett Cahill coming to. Uh, St. Elizabeth and Keller for the Christmas in Ireland concert. He's a beautiful tenor from Ireland. Uh, you heard his interview earlier in the show. And we still have a couple of tickets to give away. If you would like to go to that concert this Sunday, 7 o'clock in Keller, just call us right now. Talk to Sissel, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And we will connect you with a couple of tickets to go to that concert. That's going to do it. Uh, thanks for uh, listening, and thanks to all of our guests. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH.